Welcome to Choir Talks. My name is Greg O'Neill. I'm the worship pastor at Ridgecrest Baptist Church, and Choir Talks is my weekly podcast. Here's the scripture for today. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we have, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Man, that's a beautiful, encouraging passage, isn't it? I mean, the Word of God is so powerful. Um, Sometimes I feel like I shouldn't say anything else, just let it speak for itself. Anything that I could say but just diminishes, maybe. Um, But we are going to talk about this passage a little bit, and it's packed with meaning, and I'm not going to try to squeeze everything out of it, but just wanted to make a few comments and just help us to, to just meditate on it a little bit to be sticky here for a moment and and think through this passage several times Uh, first of all uh, there's a title for jesus it is great high priest and uh, jesus as the great high priest is a major theme in the book of hebrews it's probably more or certainly is more meaningful to those who are the original readers than it is for us who don't have a high priest uh, normally as as christians um so they were very familiar with the role of the high priest, uh, but we've never seen or depended on that ministry. Uh, it was the high priest's responsibility, among other things, to make that yearly atoning sacrifice for the sins of the people. And he did that by uh, sacrificing a lamb on the outer part portions of the temple or the tabernacle and then coming into that place where God's presence was, the Holy of Holies, and sprinkling that the blood of that lamb on the mercy seat in order to make atonement for the sins of the people so that they would be forgiven. Hebrews teaches us that this whole thing was really just a picture or a shadow of the, the true uh, temple in heaven uh, where there, instead of a holy of holies, the, the true holy of holies is the throne room of God. And the true high priest is Jesus. In fact, Jesus is not only the high priest, but he's, he's also the lamb. He is the one that is sacrificed and has given his own blood. And he is the high priest who enters into the throne room of God. As this scripture says, he has, he has entered the heavens to be in the presence of God. Nobody else could fulfill that role, right? He is both high priest and the sacrifice. And when a sacrifice becomes a sacrifice, it has to die, which Jesus did. And yet he came back to life so that he doesn't have to be sacrificed over and over. His sacrifice pays the price for us once and for all. A really cool scripture that I hadn't really noticed so much until this recently reading through Hebrews um, in 1020 it tells us that Jesus's body is the veil it equates to that that veil in the temple that separated the holy of holies God's presence from the outer portions of the temple and uh, that verse says that Jesus's own body is the veil through which we go to enter God's presence so he is the high priest and um Another thing about Hebrews is there are five warnings in Hebrews for those who follow Christ, and it's specifically warnings about how they respond to God's Word. 
So the passage we're reading today comes at the end of one of those warnings. And this warning is against hearing God's word and then having, well, what it says here is having a sinful, unbelieving heart. So in my mind, it's a double warning. It's against doubt and against sin. So the passage we're reading today gives us a command to overcome doubt. And that command is hold firmly to the faith that you profess. It echoes the parable that Jesus spoke to us about the sower who goes out to sow the seeds of the gospel. And some of those seeds land on what Jesus says is rocky soil. And so immediately there's a response to the gospel that's joyful, but because of the rockiness of the soil, it doesn't last and it fades away. And Jesus explains to us that the rocky soil means difficult times that come up and that that their the faith of that person uh, falls away when difficulties come. So doubt is something that affects all of us and it most often comes to us in times of adversity in our lives. The readers of Hebrews were facing persecution. That great chapter, Hebrews 11, the, what we call the roll call of the faithful, details all those Old Testament figures or some of them who went through extreme persecution. In fact, he even lists some of those things out. He said that there was persecution in the form of beatings and stoning and imprisonment and death by the sword and, and several other things. So how does a person hold on to their faith in light of that persecution? Wouldn't that bring doubt out in all of us? But these heroes of the faith held on to their faith And when we look at them and call them heroes of the faith, like I just did, uh, sometimes we think that they persevered because of the greatness of their faith. But I think this passage is showing us that they are persevered because of the greatness of the one that they had faith in. Because of his greatness, they were able to trust. So here's that passage again. Therefore, since we have a great high priest, that's the one we can have faith in, who is ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, then let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. So matter, no matter what you're going through, don't give up. Hold firm. Jesus, the great high priest, is interceding for you, and you can trust him. So that verse uh, deals with the warning about doubt, but what about the warning about sin? Here's this beautiful part of the passage that talks about Jesus as our high priest. It says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet without sin. He is the high and holy Son of God, and yet he's one of us. He's walked where we, we walk. He's felt what we've felt. And as the recent Super Bowl commercial says, he gets us uh, because he's one of us. Um, And yet he's more than one of us. He is the one who has overcome sin for us. And now he gives us a path to forgiveness and cleansing. So that allows us to get to this last phrase of the passage. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. As a sinful people, we have no right to stand before a holy God. But with our advocate, Jesus, we can enter God's presence with confidence. Why? Because our high priest has made a way through his sacrifice. And here's what it 
how it benefits us, we can receive mercy there. Not the condemnation that we deserve, but mercy that we don't deserve. And we can find grace, God's unearned favor to help us, as it says, in our time of need. This grace is powerful enough to help us persevere no matter what we are going through. So given all of that, I think the one thing I want you to walk away with today is boldly enter into God's presence, into the throne room, so that you can find grace and mercy in your time of need. Hope you have a great week.